Hello and welcome back to Sunday Morning Bible Study. We are going through the book of Ephesians together. Now remember with me how we get to the book of Ephesians. We look for go, eat, pop, corn. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Now last week, Wayne taught us about the first section of chapter four and the glorious hope that we have for the future. And in light of the hope that we have, we are to walk or live in a certain way, which unifies the body and edifies the body. And today we're going to see that now in the second part of Ephesians chapter four, Paul contrasts living in the glorious hope with living in the way that the Gentiles live. a way that is hopelessly confused. Let's start by reading together Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 17 through 19. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live, or as some versions say, walk, as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. This passage reminds us that instead of living with a view for God's plan and hope for the future in mind, the the sinful Gentiles live in darkness and are hopelessly confused, confused with no real goal, wandering around in life. Now, we as believers have a grand goal, don't we? We have a finish line. We have the glorious hope of being with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we have the hope of abundant joy here on earth. But the Gentiles or sinners or those who didn't know Christ have no such hope. So the picture for them is is one of wandering around aimlessly um, as a slave, right, to their lustful passions for their sinful desires. It's as if they're in a marathon, but they don't know where the finish line is. But Paul says here, we as believers, we're different. We know the goal. Look with me at verse 21. Surely you heard of Jesus and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in him. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self. He's using an image here of clothing. He wants us to put off the old ways of the Gentile living, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds. And then we're going to put on as if we're putting on a new clothing in verse 24 or something else. Instead of the old way, by renewing our mind, by thinking and having new attitudes given to us by Jesus and his spirit, which lives in us, we put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The image of clothing here, throwing off the old sinful nature and putting on the new spiritual nature. In this, Paul reminds us that God gives us clean clothing that is righteous 
and true. The old self or the old clothing is greediness and shameful acts and unresolved anger, maybe even lies. But the new self, this new spiritual self, as the passage goes on to tell us, is humble. It trusts God. It's righteous. It's true. Now, if we look on down in this passage, the second part of Ephesians chapter four, we see that Paul picks anger and uses it to illustrate what happens if the old self rules. So let's look at verse 25 together. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully of his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. So anger is one of these parts of the old sinful humanity that we are putting off because we have this new clothing. We have a new spiritual nature. And Paul says that if we don't take off that old clothing, there is something very dangerous about to happen. It says that the devil will have a foothold. Um, I tend to think of anger or other sinful uh, attributes in our lives as festering wounds. If we apply the antibiotic ointment of God's Word and of God's Spirit and of Christ's example to the anger, then the wound heals and we're, go we're able to go on with life. But if we allow the wound of anger to fester without being treated, the infection then spreads in our body. If the devil gets a foothold in one area, then he wants to take over. And Paul is reminding us that we must not allow this to happen. We must remember our goal, the glorious hope of future with God. And we must allow the spirit of Christ to rule in our hearts. Another thing I think about anger is when I get angry, I tend to typically talk too much. I tend to speak poorly of others. I tend to spew words that are not meant to come out of my mouth. But Paul says here, no, you're going to live in a new way, a new way that doesn't use our tongue for discouraging or for ranting or for spewing bitterness. It's a tongue that uses itself for forgiveness and kindness and compassion. Look with me on at verse 29 and forward. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit all who listen. So in other words, don't let anger rule. Instead, be quiet in your anger, let the Lord heal your anger, and only let come out of your mouth that which is edifying or building up for the body. Verse 30, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You know, you have this Holy Spirit and you don't grieve Him who, with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Remember that goal, that end line, that hope that we have. Get rid of all bitterness, take it off, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind 
and compassionate with one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ. God forgave you. We don't muscle through. We don't just become people who are no longer angry, but we look when we come to Christ, to Him, to His saving grace, and to His example. We look to Jesus in the face of our difficulties when we are tempted to sin, and we remember His kindness, His compassion, His forgiveness for us. And then we seek to build others up and encourage them towards the glorious prize, the hope of redemption that we have in Christ. I saw the most beautiful picture of building one another up recently in the Olympics, in the men's marathon race. There were three competitors that were locked in a race for the silver and the bronze medals. And near the end of the race, Abdi Nagi kept looking back. At first, I didn't know why. He would look back and he did this motion. And then he'd look back again and he did this motion. And I was a bit confused. But then I realized that he was urging on his training partner, Bashir Abdi. Both of them had been born in Somalia and they lived in Europe and they trained together. And Nagi, he had it in him to sprint on forward, but he didn't want to go without his training partner. And so he looks back and he encourages his friend to come on with him. And he gave Abdi the strength that he needed to come on and they pushed forward and they got the silver and the bronze medals. At the finish line, they embrace knowing that they have won the victory. Let's be training partners for one another. We all have difficulties. Sometimes there's a cramp in our legs. Sometimes we cannot see clearly. Sometimes that old nature is pulling very hard on us. And we need to be a people who encourage one another, build one another up, and remind one another of the glorious hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for my brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us, Lord, not to return to the old nature and the ways of the flesh, the ways of the people who do not know the glorious hope of resurrection and redemption in Christ Jesus. Help us instead to be a people who are kind and compassionate, forgiving and building one another up as you have done so beautifully for us in Christ Jesus our Lord. We love you, Father. We thank you. We pray your blessings on our fellowship. And we ask, Lord, that you would continue to help us to know your word, not so that we can just hide it in our hearts. We want to do that, Lord, but we also want to take it forward and be a light to the world. We pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen.